Today's Global IQ Minute is with Dr. Jerry Leach, professor and director of the American Studies Center at the American University in Cairo. We were talking with Jerry Leach as it was announced that President Hosni Mubarak had resigned. How do you see the situation today? Um, Vice President Omar Suleiman has been a close confidant of uh, an associate of Mubarak. Do you think he's going to have to leave the scene, too, before these protests will end? It's certainly the case that the protesters are are not at all interested as opposed to him being the head of state uh, as they are to Mubarak, uh, largely because he seemed to be, you know, a close collaborator with the Israelis. And in, in his role as head of general intelligence, he's been in charge of the uh, torture program, which is partly behind what's going on. And, you know, from our point of view, uh, the American point of view, he's also been the one in charge of the rendition program, uh, etc. So he has a military uh, background, and then his civilian service has a quite unsavory quality to it. If asked a year ago, the three potential contenders to succeed Hosni Mubarak would have been his son, Gamal, uh, Omar Suleiman, and possibly Mohammed al-Baradai, but effectively, mm-hmm. maybe these three are out of the running. Could, could you speculate, Jerry, on who might be Egypt's next president? His son is out of the running, and I think everybody has come quickly to believe that is the case. Up until maybe two or three months ago, uh, it was the working assumption of virtually everybody in Egypt that Gamal was going to be engineered into the presidency with one of these famous rigged elections. And then all of a sudden, it appeared something happened behind the scenes. The word on the rumor mill around Cairo is that the military rejected the idea that Gamal be the president. At the same time, the idea that Gamal be president was very, very unpopular with the very people that you're seeing on the television screen, the thought that somebody could just hand the top job down, you know, through dynastic succession, really stuck, you know, hit the Egyptians in the stomach, and they just hated the idea of it. So there's been enough feedback, enough of a backlash to know that it would be an unpopular move. So I think he's out of it. Obviously, Mubarak himself is now out of it. If he were to try to run again, I think actually the country would come to a dead stop uh, in that case. Now, Omar Suleiman clearly has the potential of potential candidacy there, and unless some very significant changes are made in electoral practices, Omar Suleiman could end up in the job, and I guess it would just cause the protest movement to continue on even after a new person is in office. Mohamed al doesn't have that much of a you know, standing publicly. While he's made a lot of statements, he's been to uh, Liberation Square uh, several times, etc. He's not been, if you like, the voice of the opposition. So it's not clear yet that he has that strong kind of base that would get him elected. If you took that array of candidates that you gave, you'd have to say, you know, there's a slight edge given to Omar Suleiman at this point, largely because it's sort of hard to imagine that the electoral machinery of Egypt can be reformed deeply enough to make uh, to create a real free and fair election in September. In Egypt now, are there sufficient institutional structures to enable democracy to take root, or are you essentially starting with so very little that you, you just have to start over? All the institutional structures 
organizational structures, if you like, that need to be there are all there. It's just that they have been perverted in their operation by, you know, the military leadership and then the military and civilian pros, etc., and by this very strong repressive regime that the country's had for 30 years. It's undoing the perversion, it's undoing basically uh, the practices of these organizations that Egypt's got to face. And, of course, one way of doing it is get all those people out or wipe the, those organizations out and create new organizations. You'd have to ju- you just have to get rid of all of them and start over, put new people in their place. You and I are both uh, old enough to remember how great the hopes were in Iran after the overthrow of the Shah, and yet very quickly Ayatollah Khomeini and his cadre of supporters quickly installed a theocratic state. What likelihood, if any, could Egypt shift hard to a fundamental regime? You know, the Western world has greatly feared and still greatly fears the Muslim Brotherhood. Of course, the Muslim Brotherhood started in Egypt and became, you know, it developed a violent paramilitary wing for a number of decades. Those, that era was really brought to an end largely by Nasser. The uh, Muslim Brotherhood today uh, is a very moderate version of the original Muslim Brotherhood, and there is no violent wing. They may be violent individuals, but there's no organized violent wing amongst, and they have joined in these protests, and indeed they basically said they want um, El Baradei to be their spokesman. He's the only group that he's the spokesman for, and they've also said that they are not uh, seeking uh, to dominate the government, and they are not seeking to run the demonstration uh, movement, and they're perfectly happy to function as a political party uh, in a unified government. It sees its future as a political party in democracy. Given that, what role should the United States play today and in the future? There's been a great deal of discussion in, in our media about the one to two billion dollars in annual financial assistance that the U.S. provides uh, with a large amount going to the military. How much leverage do, do we really have? Uh, not very much, to be, uh, to be perfectly honest. So, as I see it, we really don't have very much influence. It's such a badly based movement, and it's got so many of Egypt's real leaders, or if you like, most attractive personalities in it from, you know, within the world of politics, NGOs, uh, acting, television, uh, universities, etc. They're all in this movement together. Frankly, if I were the president, I would, I would say, you know, we're 100% defined democratic movement and we want to see a democratic, uh, Egypt come out of this and we support the people. But I've just seen a Wall Street Journal report that says Egyptian Vice President Suleiman says President Mubarak has stepped down and has delegated Egypt's affairs to the army. You know, the jubilation has now broken out within the last minute in Tahrir Square. So obviously the people have heard what you just told me, that he's actually resigned and gone to Sharm el-Sheikh and that the army is effectively in charge. The Egyptian revolution succeeds, leads to the resignation of Hosni Mubarak, etc. So we, <laughs> I guess you'd say our timing is golden. Jerry, I really want to thank you for participating on Global IQ Minute today, and I hope you'll let us call you back as all of us continue to watch with great interest and concern the events in Egypt.